Welcome back to PolePolicy.com. We're home for self-help and hip-hop. Right now, we're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Check me out on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. One, two, one, two, and place to be with Skip. How you doing, bro? What's good with it, family? I'm happy to be here with you. I thank you for having me, man. Well, I see you shining in the background. Got the degrees up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a combination of me and my fiance. But yeah, I got the I got the records up there. She got the the, the degrees. Yep. <laughs> okay. I see. I, I was reading to say you the king of Indiana. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. So why, why is that? <laughs> right to it. Yeah, you know, just a self uh, proclamation, man. Uh, I've done a lot around the city and the state. You know what I mean? And uh, not really trying to be braggadocious. It's really a lot more to that title, and it's a lot more to the background of it. But I know it comes off a certain way, and I'm okay with that. You know, I'm willing to, to wear the crown if it fit. But uh, Indiana is a dope place. The only uh, rapper to ever really make it out of here is Freddie Gibbs, and he doesn't want to be associated with Indiana in, in any form. So I took the I took the title, you know, and it's my plan to recreate the image of Indiana because, you know, with our racist history, a lot of people think of Indiana as just, you know, a place with Ku Klux Klan, Confederate flags, and it is, you know, in, in certain places. But we, we're here to, you know what I'm saying, recreate and rebrand the state as a whole, at least attempt to, you know. Now, I will say why you say that about, because uh, I actually uh, had Freddie Gibbs on the show, like, back in the day, probably, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Also, why you don't say? Cause I think he he be shouting out Gary Indiana. Something. Well, he used he to shout out Gary. Yeah, he 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 used to he used to say Gary Indiana, but now nowadays he uh he say he's not from Indiana. He's just from Gary. Uh, Gary just as a whole city, you know, they they don't really feel a part of Indiana, so they don't really uh. I mean, they're they're in, in Indiana whether they like it or not, but they don't usually claim Indiana. You know, they they would rather claim Illinois. You know what I mean? But um. Yeah, they, they say we from Gary, not from Indiana. That's they that's they slogan. All right, then what year did you start? Cause I saw like some projects. I saw like 2013. Ah, yeah. Uh, my, I dropped my first my first project with my guy Woogie in 2006. Um, okay, so you been doing it, huh? Yeah, I was. I, I was. Uh, we were teenage phenoms in our city. Like uh, when we started rapping, we was like 15, 14, and we had the city on lock as far as like you know talent shows. Being those teenagers who would come and just tear stuff up. That was us. And then we grew into men and we had to rebrand ourselves, you know what I mean? And start growing into our, ourselves. And we went separate ways. Um, I went into a more soulful hip hop boom bap type deal. And he went into like, you know, commercial uh, strip club music, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, respectfully, we, we, we both doing our thing individually. But yeah, my first project was 2006. Uh, what's that? 15 years ago. All right. So just take us back to your earliest memories of music. Yeah, so matter of fact, hip hop. Yeah, so I mean, my boy, my, my, uh, go ahead. This is my homie, right quick. Uh, his name Brooks. He lived in Indiana. He said, "Salute the Indy, been living there for five years now." That's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah check me out, uh, Demetrius. I don't know if you heard of me or not, but yeah, for sure, Indianapolis, for sure. But yeah, um, one of my earliest memories of music was my mom always bumping Tupac and Too Short. Those were her people. That, that's that was her people. Uh, my, dad, my dad really loved Tupac. Uh, also, he really put me on to Tupac. Um, and then my mom got married to another guy, and uh, he bumped a lot of Mystical and Scarface. That was his two people. So I got like the down south, and I got the west coast. He played Biggie a lot too. So I even got some east coast in there. So I heard a little bit of everything. You know what I mean? Um, the person that really came out of that group that was one of my favorites was Tupac, of course. Uh, Mystical is one of my favorites too. But um, in our household, we didn't really communicate much. You know, you either got a pat on the back or you got a pat on the ass. Excuse my language. I don't know if I'm supposed to be cussing or not. 
but uh, <laughs> uh, so I think I think music started for me when I just started writing down them emotions and them feelings. You know what I mean? And I don't think it was even lyrics at first. I think it was just you know getting it out because I always been a good writer, even in like English class and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I was a black male, grew up in the hood, so I was influenced by hip hop. So eventually, those words turned into lyrics, and I started writing in middle school. But I didn't I didn't actually start rapping until 2006 when I met my guy. We kind of motivated each other to actually turn this into a, a thing. You know what I mean? And as soon as we did that, like the city just went crazy because back then it was straight punchlines. That's that was Cassidy and J.R. Ryder and all these people that was hot around that time. Punchlines. So me and my guy just we really had some strong punchlines and they just loved it. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how it all started for me. Oh, yeah. He, my he came back on. He said he about to get some tracks and share them to his page. Much love, man. Much love and appreciation. All it's right. ironic that he from he, he's in Indy though. Yeah. <laughs> Where's this show based out of? Yeah, where you from? Where you at? Where you at, Brooks? Let us know where you based out of. I'm talking about I'm talking about Pope politicking. Oh yeah. me? Oh no, I'm San Diego Pope, man. I'm in Oceanside, California, but it's San Diego. Nice. All right, that's super ironic that you got an Indy cat in here. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my guy right there. That's what's up. Yeah. So how would you say your your style has uh, evolved from when you was 15 years old till now? Man, one thing that I, that I can say about you know just period all the styles of music I've done is it's just been so many different ones and uh I think I think it's hurt it's hurt me in ways but it's also helped me in ways just depends on the person and their musical preference. Um, when I first like I said when we broke up as a rap group and I went solo initially it was straight struggle rap. You know, because I really grew up in the struggle and I really wanted to talk about that. So I was really into the struggle rap. You know what I mean? Just talking about the come up and, you know, wanting to get out of the situations I was in. Over time, it kind of grew into more like soulful but mature. Um, really had like some neo soul type vibes to it. And then I got into this. I started a series called Skip Saturdays where basically um, it was straight bars. You know what I mean? I went back to the bars. Uh, not as not as violent as, as I was as a kid, but just bars and uh here lately you know like the last four or five years i didn't got into more boom bat you know what i mean a more 90s vibe you know what i mean just like the gritty boom bat type feel that's what i've been on like my last couple of albums uh, mixed in with a little club stuff here and there just trying to cater to everybody um but yeah i've been all over the place as far as musical styles man i, I need to i think i'm gonna I'm a really lock into this boom bat stuff though and really stick with it um, I think it's the place where I feel home, you know, because I like spitting like that. So, yeah, I'm saying now, I want you to talk about your uh, content. I, feel, I, I like what you rapping about, man. I listen to, uh, I saw, I think I listened to the Sundown Town, the, the Divine Rights, and then there was another one. But I like what you be rapping about, man. Like you spitting, you spitting some real shit. It. Yeah, like honestly, this whole King of Indiana project is just, it's really, it's really a new style for me. Uh, this is like hardcore hip hop, like straight underground, no intention to hit nobody's radio station, just straight bars. So I got the song Fix Your Crown with Rhyme Fest on the album. That's the wave right now in the city. Like, you know, everybody's gravitating towards that song. We just dropped a video. Me and Rhyme Fest just dropped a video and uh, it's, it's really rolling out. And it's, it's just me like Fix Your Crown is really one of the mellow songs. But uh, if you listen to the whole album as a whole, you'll hear like I'm really just spitting. You know what I mean? This is where this is where I feel home. You know what I mean? Just going bar. I love doing that. You know what I mean? So I, I, I could just say boom bap, like 90s vibe, boom bap, old school type boom bap. 
And you was talking about your, your current project, so you just want to talk about it some more. You were saying um, King of Indiana. Yeah, it's deeper. Yeah. So uh, when I made King of Indiana and I announced it to the world, you know, a lot of people initially, well, they still do to this day because I, I didn't really care to explain where I was trying to go. But they just uh, like a lot of people got offended. A lot of people felt like it was disrespect towards whoever they like from Indiana. But that was never the intention. The intention, was, which is why I put a Confederate flag on the front cover burning. The intention was to rebrand the state of Indiana. So I like I frequently chart on iTunes whenever I drop an album. You know, I basically know I'm going to hit the iTunes charts. So I felt like if I'm going to keep you know, being on these platforms that are all across the world and people are seeing my name, I want to put Indiana on. So I did King of Indiana with the burning Confederate flag just so people can see the name Indiana, the state Indiana. And, you know, you know, what I mean, like. Put something black to it really is all it is like, just know that we have an urban community. We hear I know all the urban communities across America, they like to unite. But I feel like Indiana's urban community is left out of that conversation because of our because of the state of Indiana or the history of Indiana or whatever. So my whole intention was just to rebrand Indiana. You know how Atlanta, they wasn't like this 10, 20 years ago. They didn't have that kind of image. They built that image. The hip hop community built that image. You know what I mean? That's what we're trying to do in Indianapolis. Just bring it to the whole state of Indiana. The only city in Indiana that ever really had that, that notoriety as a black city was Gary. You know what I mean? Gary holds that crown. I will give him that. You know what I mean? So we just trying to bring the same thing to Indianapolis. You know what I'm saying? What do you mean by the history of Indiana? Just the racist history. Like, if you ask the average person, you know, you may you may know a little more about Indiana than certain people. But people who ain't never been to Indiana, ain't never researched it. If you ask them what they what comes to mind when you say Indiana, they're going to say the Ku Klux Klan. They're going to say all kind of racist stuff. That's all they know. I'll be saying Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah, but look, Larry Bird from a racist place. French Lick is, you feel me? French Lick ain't all good. So, you know what I mean? It just depends on who you're asking. You know what I mean? It depends on who you're asking. So you think you say in the Midwest, that's the Midwest, right? Right, yes, sir. I'm from Mississippi, so you trying to say it's, it's racist as Mississippi, or you don't think it's that bad in Mississippi? I, I, I don't really, I don't want to compare racism, because <laughs> racism uh, is racism, you know what I mean? But, I mean, it's it's bad. It's bad. Because, uh, nah, racism different, man, because, like, Mississippi, Mississippi is, like, blatant racism. Like, they'll just yeah. say in your face and shit. Yeah. But California yeah. is, like, California racism actually worse. Because California racism is like undercover racism. Yeah. Nah, so I, I, yeah I agree. With, I'd rather deal with somebody just in my face with it than nah, yeah. I'm working yeah. with somebody you don't know. You know, they they, they remember Ku Klux Klan, all these cops out here. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, Indiana yeah. is in your face with it. That's why I made Sundowntown USA. Like, that's a reality. You know what I mean? We don't really go to those cities because there ain't no need for us to go there. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing there for us. But those cities do exist them sundown town cities they do exist in indiana and it's definitely 15 plus cities that if you go in after a certain uh after a certain hour it's gonna go down <laughs> you know what i mean it's a well, lot we, of them bro brooks said kkk was started there yeah like yeah oh. indiana had one of the one of the cities that originated ku klux Klan originated in one of the cities in indiana i don't oh, know man. what city it was but I, it's been we've been taught this for years bro yeah, I guess you be people be thinking because you know a lot of people like uh they always left Mississippi and they went to Chicago. So you yeah. always like the Midwest ain't as bad, but that's nah, Illinois is bad too. But when like I said, when you talk about these big cities, it's not as blatant in the big cities as it is as in these little small cities around the big city. 
they don't bring that to the to the big cities, bro. Because we here, you know what I mean. I ain't saying they scared, but they just they ain't stupid either. <laughs> what's describe a uh, what's the average day for you right now? Oh man, I have like lots of interviews. I probably do like two interviews a day. Um, nine times out of ten, I'm studying, trying to find a new blog to hit, trying to find a new podcast to feature on, trying to find a new playlist to have my music featured on. Um, I'm trying to stay out the studio for now because I spend a lot of time in there, but you got to spend as much time building nowadays. Being in the studio ain't really going to get you too much. You got to put the product out and you got to push that product. So that's what we're doing. You know, DJ Blast, blog interviews, podcast interviews, radio interviews, just pushing the product, man. Trying to get in front of as many people as we can. That's what's up. I'm going to say, so you, uh, shit, I was about to play one of your songs, then we come back real quick. We can do that. Yeah. What song you got in mind? You were saying play, you were talking about Fix Your Crown, right? Yeah, Fix Your Crown featuring Rhyme Fest. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah how you, I was going to ask you how you hook up with Rhyme Fest. Uh, we are part of basically the same brotherhood. It's a brotherhood called Nice Sons. Um, my guy Shadow Cat runs that. And he's like basically Rhyme Fest's consultant, uh, manager type deal. And uh, I've been grinding for a long time, bro. Like I've been consistently grinding. And Shadow Cat just told Rhyme Fest, like, hey, just check out Skip's album. You know what I mean? Uh, he's a part of the brotherhood. Ron Fest checked it out. He was a huge fan of what he heard. He, he 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 checked out, I guess, my social medias and stuff and saw how consistent I've been over the years. And he was like, hey, I want to get on your next album. And the next album was King of Indiana. So we uh we decided that this song was a good fit for him. And we threw him on that thing, man. And he came through. Yeah, who the you got the who the other two people on there? Allison Victoria is a neo soul singer from the city. She's extremely dope. I think she's one of the best vocalists in the entire world, to be honest with you. And Jared Thompson is a jazz saxophonist. Okay. So he's playing the saxophone on this. All right. So we about to go into it right now. Like to hear, here you go. Pick your head up and fix your crown. Where would I be without my backbone? How could I eat without my trap phone? They tell me heavy is the head that wear the treasure. But luckily I got my queen, keys to pressure. We on the cloud floating like a feather. Bought her a mink with leopard heels, leather pants, my guilty pleasure. She said if they don't want to spin it, break your own records. We too respected, not affected by a home record. Uh, royalty, business style, I'm so noble. The type to cash out before I even know the total. Wealthy and spirit, the money's just the illusion. You can't pay to be solid, what is you, stupid? Time to make a deposit, I meet you at the castle. They predicting our journey, that's only half the battle. Keep your foot on their neck, crushing they Adam's apple. You belong to the top dog. They gunning at you, my queen. Baby, they waiting for the perfect time. And if you look, you might see the signs. You know what power comes corruption. I was tired with you, my love. One, don't ever let 
and I'm see you down. Pick your head up and feed your Crown jewels in my heart, crown roll in my glass. Throw stones at the throne, I will clown on your ass. I got heaven in the future from the hell of a past. Baby mama used to throw my daughter mail in the trash. So she never got my love letters. I need to tell her, princess, you my successor. Such pressure on the diamond, cause Chicago's rough. Niggas will promise you the world and never follow up. See, that's how they cut. Don't even talk, just listen, they gon' fuck up. See, Solomon was gon' split the baby to solder. I'd rather split a bag and get a nigga mad when I multiply my half and show him what he could've had. Fucker could've, shoulda, woulda when you grew up on the nine and they never understood you. Bell on their eyes. They could never see the enemy or the enemy. Illiterate niggas cannot read energy. Couples be waiting for the perfect time. If you look, you might see the signs. You know, with power comes corruption. I will stand with you, my loved one. Don't ever let them see you down. Pick your head up and feed your ground. It's for the law with they crooked ass. You threw the cross, ain't no looking back. We the ones who keep the hood intact. I know you hate to see us winning cause y'all built the track. Follow my order, ho, you work for me. Them suckers get away with murder in the third degree. They approaching when they hear us universally. Won't be no mercy, we try to respond with courtesy. It's hurting me to see the way this shit played out. We keep potatoes for the beef, but this ain't a steakhouse. More like a stakeout, a prison you can never break out. Nobody's safe, I feel sorry for the ones who made doubt. Proceed with caution regardless of threat. This life is unpredictable, collect all you can get. Sharpen your sword, load your gun, beg God to protect. My homie lived a decent life and got shot in the neck. Life is a bitch, but she got my respect. Appreciate that, family. Right on. Okay. That was your wife on the part when um using the mirror. Yeah, yeah, my fiance for so, sure. I would say, uh, man, um, Ron Fest, I like what he said though. He said, "Literally, niggas can't read energy." Yeah, yeah that's hard, right there. That was a heavy bar right there. <laughs> was a heavy bar. Yeah, I would say then. Um, so we got some comments, man. My um, my homie, I just actually had him on yesterday. His name Andrew Lozano. He a producer. You should probably holler at him. Yeah. He said, oh, this is nice. Okay, let's link Andrew for sure. He said, definitely on point. Then Bruce came back, gave you some flames. I appreciate that. Got, got the Holy Ghost hands. <laughs> I appreciate yeah, that. Hard, I like that, though. That's smooth right there. Yeah, that's one of the, one of the um, I don't want to call it down records, but, you know, just more mellow records from the album. You know, majority of the album hit heavy. It's bar heavy. The bass hit heavy. The snares cracked. But that one was, you know, that was the mellow part. You know what I mean? Oh, here go Brooks. I like, I like. Now, this, this was the line I like from you. The line he just said. Uh, yeah. 
My man said my boy lived a decent life and got shot in the neck. Yeah, and that's a true story. You know what I mean? Like that really messed me up to know that a good-hearted person could 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 go the same way a, a demon could go. You know what I mean? Like it's this it's no rules to this life. Like anything is possible. And that really brought a lot of things into perspective for me. So for sure. Kimmy. Yeah, she said that was dope too. Okay, so what what is what do you say like motivates you the most with with the art? Like, is it uh the money, the fame? Well, I tell, I tell you what, man. Like, it's been a very very long time coming, and 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 a lot of people think it's all sweet, the music grind, man. But it's one of the hardest things ever, man. And it takes a really strong minded person to stick it out, especially fifteen years like I have. You know what I mean? But I'm really motivated by the, by the finish line, and I'm also inspired by. All the things I've been able to accomplish, you know what I mean? Like if I if I wasn't able to accomplish as much as I have, I probably wouldn't wouldn't be as hopeful as I am. So I'm just grateful to have so many accomplishments and so much validation and progress. You know, even after all these years, like the albums get more and more successful. So just to get that validation and see that progress, it really means a lot to me, you know what I mean? So the finish line really inspires me because the last place I want to go is back to where I was in the streets. I don't want to go back there. So I'm really just driven to make this work. And then what, what are some of the accomplishments you're most proud of? Man, in my city, bro, I've done so much, so many amazing things. Uh, my face been on the side of a, a city bus. Um, I've charted on the iTunes charts. My last three albums charted in the top 15 on the iTunes. Um, I've been invited to the Grammy Awards. I've been on the news. I just did an interview yesterday with Channel 6 News. I did an interview with Channel 13 News. Um, so much stuff, bro. I, I've done tour dates with Babyface. Babyface is from Indianapolis, Indiana. I, I've opened shows for Mystical, DMX, Floetry, Too Short, DJ Quick, like so many people. You know, I've just been blessed to do so much. And um, I'm just grateful for that. Like I said, that validation and, and that growth and that progress. And it just shows me that I'm working with something. I got potential to be something, you know, and that's what keeps me going. Yeah, and I read you hooked up with a... Uh... You like got a mega manager. You went and got like Bobby Brain Heaton or something. <laughs> yeah, he he used to be the manager for Babyface. He uh managed uh Field Mob. I don't know if you know Field Mob from there. Yeah, I had I, man, I had smoke on the show a long time ago. Yeah, Uncle Jim's man, Uncle Jim's is his name. He managed them, he managed Babyface once upon a time. You know, he's done a lot of things. He's won Grammy Awards with Mariah Carey. Um, uh, yeah, so he he got song credentials with Babyface and a uh, Midnight Star. Uh, play another slow jam. He got song uh, song credentials on that, and you know, like he's done a lot. And he was just an amazing business person. Like his mind was so intricate and advanced. So I definitely was able to pick up game from him for what eight years. You know, I was with him for eight years. So you know what so what made you uh, hook up with him? Because you know, a lot of people would have just been like, you know, some people. I don't know. What, so talk about what was your management situation before that? Then what made you link up with him? Well, I met him at 19 years old. So before mm -hmm. then, I didn't even know nothing about the music business. Um, what happened was in 2012, I had a really, really good run. I started Skip Saturdays in 20, 2011. If anybody want to check out Skip Saturdays, it's on my SoundCloud page. I haven't posted anything since I've ended Skip Saturdays. So if you go on there, it's 130 freestyles, of, you know, freestyles I've dropped on every Saturday for years. Um, but yeah, that's on my SoundCloud page. Uh, so I was really hot in 2012. I dropped an album called Sophisticated Street Music that kind of coincided with Skip Saturdays. And I was just on, on another level. Uh, so I had a record deal on the table with Grand Hustle. This is back when Grand Hustle was really doing their thing. And um, I needed representation. I didn't know nothing about the, the music business. 
so my guy who uh, actually presented my music to Grand Hustle, he um he he hooked me up with Uncle Jim's. He like, hey, you can't go into this by yourself. You need somebody who know what they're doing, who know how to read contracts, who know how to negotiate contracts. So I'm gonna link you with my guy. See it. So it started as a um, it's just a consultation thing. Like, hey, help me, you know, validate this record deal and let's get it let's get it signed. And um, that record deal didn't work out unfortunately, but. We were able to build a, re uh, a relationship that lasted for eight years. You know what I mean? And it's still it's still a good relationship to this day. Just not a business relationship anymore. You know, just a personal relationship now. But um, yeah, that's how I met him. Needing representation. Man, I want you to talk about your your creative process when you make a song, and then how were you able to? How long you said a hundred songs? That was like like you said a couple years. So yeah, skip so do that all every Saturday. That was a lot of work. Yeah, Skip Saturdays was freestyles to industry beats. They wasn't original uh, beats or anything like that. It was, you know, just the most popular songs out at that time or even classic songs from back in the day. But uh, I always write on the spot. Like, writing is kind of like effortless to me. Like, I don't overthink it. I don't, you know, I don't spend a whole lot of time writing. I usually write my verses in like 15, 20 minutes. You know what I mean? I get it done on the spot. I don't like hearing the beat beforehand. I don't like writing lyrics beforehand. I don't like writing rewriting lyrics afterwards like whatever i come up with is what i come up with on that spot it's very seldom that i go back and change stuff you know what i mean so that's usually how my writing uh, process go I, I don't know i guess it's just the, the the pressure of doing it right then and there that really makes me go because pressure makes me make me turn up on a whole different level <laughs> mm -hmm. then what's some of your interests outside of music basketball man i spend probably just as much time playing basketball as i do well, nah, I'll take that back. I don't spend as much time, but I spend a lot of time playing basketball, like three to four days a week, about two to three hours per per day that I play. So I definitely spend about, what, 12, 12 hours a week playing basketball, for sure. And watching basketball and all that. Like, I just love basketball. What's your, what's your, what position you play? Um, I'm usually a guard because I'm not the tallest guy, but I'm known for defense. Like, I play extremely good defense, like, defensive iq and just the, the knowing what, what the what the player will move they about to make you know breaking down they they plays like i'm just a really good defensive player you and like I, ron artist ron artist a forward i say more like pat bev patrick beverly something like that but not as much of an irritant i'm not like he's he's a he a little extra he, he can get real dirty and stuff i don't gotta get dirty like i just play good defense so Something along the lines of him, just they call me a three and D player. So I D up and then I sit corner and shoot the threes or sit on the hash and shoot the threes. But yeah. Are you a Pacers fan? I love I love the Pacers because it's it's Indiana, but we are disappointed with them every time they step on the court. <laughs> yeah, I used to like them back in the day though when they had Richard. Yeah, with Jermaine O'Neal and all them. Yeah. But I was like, man, I just I was like, man, I guess because of Jordan though, I just I just knew they could have won one year. Like, you know, back in the day, then they had like they had Deadly Strip, right? And Rick Smiths and Dale, Dale Davis. I don't think they had. I don't think they had the first dude you said. That was, he was on the Sonics. Yeah, but he, he, went to the the he went to the Pacers afterwards. I don't think yeah. so. I don't remember him coming to the Pacers. But oh. we had Rick Smiths. We had uh, Mark Jackson. Austin Crozier, Mark Jackson, Reggie, Ron Artest, Jermaine O'Neal, Stephen Jackson. Like, that squad was nasty. Dale Davis, like you said. Jeff Foster, we had a squad, man, and we we made it to the finals. We made it to the finals and got put on up out of there. <laughs> oh, I said, could never mess with Jordan, or even it, it, yeah. it was the uh, 
the the Knicks. Yeah, I forgot who we played in the finals because they both in the Eastern Conference, so we had got we had got past both of those teams. I forgot who we lost to in the finals that year. Oh, Lakers. Lakers, yep, it sure was. Yep. All ass, but yeah. <laughs> I said that in the freestyle too. Like, yeah, like that's that's really just the state of Indiana. Period. Like we always get so close with music, with everything else. Like we just known to get close and never no cigar though. Always falling short. Yeah, I say, oh boy, played with he played with the. Uh... The Pacers for four years, then he went to the Sonics after that. What's his name again? Deadly Strength. I know him. I don't remember him ever playing for the Pacers. Yeah. That, might, that might have been a little before my time. Yeah, That's what I said, yeah, a little before you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember Rick Smith, too, though. Yeah, I love Rick Smith, man. He was a little soft, but I loved him, though. So what do you think about y'all? You a football fan, too? Um, I know some about football. I was a real big football fan about 10 years ago, but here lately, I, I didn't see Huh? You was a Colts fan? Nah, I, I definitely uh it depends on what year, but I was never a big coach fan. I definitely loved them when Peyton and Edron James and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne was running the league, Bob Sanders and all them. Like I appreciated that. But just like any other time, bro, Indiana sports always falling short. But we definitely got a Super Bowl victory. That's one thing I can say. We got that. We got that. Then what would you say? What's a fun fact about you? Um Man, I usually say that I write songs in 30 minutes. That's usually my fun fact about Skip. But uh, let me see. Uh, you already said that. You said 15. Yeah, I, I know. That's why I usually say it, but I didn't already said it. All right, so I will say that uh, once I ended Skip Saturdays from all the copyright infringements, from using other people's beats and stuff, I had a lot of issues with that. When COVID-19 started, I started a new freestyle series on my Instagram page called Quarantine 16s. A lot of people don't know because it was like you had to be there in that moment to actually know about it unless you just go scrolling down my Instagram page. But that was probably one of the most dopest times of my music career. I had a ball and uh yeah, quarantine sixteens was was that deal, man. Now I would say, so what do you say? What's next for your career? Like what are your top three goals you want to accomplish? Man, uh I was really hoping to hit the billboard charts with this album. Uh we we hit number 13 on iTunes charts. Um I feel like I feel like I don't know. I don't know why we didn't hit the Billboard charts. To be completely honest with you, um, I felt like we should have, but something. I must have felt short. I'm not sure. But the Billboard charts is one. I want to go on tour again, but I want to be um like a supporting act. You know what I mean? Or may, maybe close to the head act or whatever. Um, so touring Billboard and I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I can make an XXL freshman list, even though I've been doing this for 15 years. <laughs> But my introduction to the world, you know, as a, as a, on the big stage, has yet to happen. So you know, I, I'd be grateful to get that too. You know what I mean? Yeah, shit. I know you probably be, uh, yeah. Especially what if what I know? Do you be thinking like I know? Probably not. But I just want to ask you anyway. Do you be thinking sometimes like, damn, what if I did come out when Grand Hustle was popping back then? Man, yeah, I think about that, bro. And and the 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 bitter part about it is I never heard anything about it. It wasn't like, you know, we sat down and we had a talk and it just didn't work out. It was like it just disappeared. And me being 19 years old, people kind of treated me like, hey, just stay in, the, in a, you know, stay in a teenager's place. They didn't really give me that respect. I had to demand that. But they just never told me what happened with it. You know, it went from, hey, Green Hustle want to sign you. They extremely interested to finding a manager until to nothing. Like I didn't hear nothing else about it. So I do think about that. Like, why didn't it happen? What what could it have been if it did happen? You know what I mean? It was. Hey, I don't want to. You you let me know if I'm wrong, but it, it, to me it sounded like you came in there with your business on point, and then they got nervous. Nah, like, 
if you would have been with yourself, then maybe it would have been different. I don't they, think, like, like I said, bro, it was never a meeting or nothing. Like I don't, it wasn't none of that. Like it was, hey, they want to talk to you, find representation, and then nothing. Hmm. I don't know. I, like I don't even want to try to assume what happened. I just feel like either I don't know, bro. I'm not even gonna try to assume. But I was really upset with the fact that I didn't hear nothing about that situation ever again. Not even to this day. I ain't heard nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just wonder, like, what what happened? You know what I mean? But yeah, things could have been crazy, bro. Because back then I was a whole different type of artist than I am now, and I just know that you know what I mean. Like with the fan base I had, I was on the right path musically. But after that, I changed my whole style up. You know what I mean? So who knows what could have been? And then what would you say to like, uh, like you said, you've been doing it for fifteen years. So what would you say to any artist like? I guess a new artist is just starting. Like, what would you say far as like staying motivated, keep at it? Yeah, my number one piece of advice is always to try to keep the emotion to a minimum. Um, I did the same thing when I was a teenager, man. I came into the game thinking everybody was against me and people was blackballing me and all this just because I wasn't getting the recognition I felt like I deserved. But I learned the hard way, man. It's It's never personal. It's always business and you get what you work for. So you may feel like you're the hardest working person ever, but maybe you're working too hard and not working smart enough. Always let it fall back on you. Don't be out there blaming everybody else for your shortcomings. Keep emotion out of it. Stick to the grind and just go hard, man. Keep the emotion out of it. Trust me. It ain't going to do nothing but push people away from you when they see you acting out emotionally. So just keep it. Keep a business mind. Keep steady and go get it. You, you're going to get it. Trust me. You're going to get it if you stay steady. That's what's up. Then what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Man, thank y'all for years and years of nonstop, constant, uncompromising support. I really, really appreciate it. You know what I mean? It's been a long journey. I appreciate y'all sticking it out with me. Some people have disappeared. Some people are new to the journey. But whoever you are, wherever you are, I thank you just for being here, for giving me a chance, the time of day. And I'm definitely not going to let y'all down. Just thank you. I don't say, did you see that the, the George Floyd verdict? Um, I did see that he was guilty on all three counts, but you know what I mean? I, I don't really I don't really try to get into that too heavy because like I just feel like it's so much work to be done. You know what I mean? It's a victory, uh nonetheless, if it's even official, bro. I don't know how they it's 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 some powers out there that's real evil, man. But um it's a victory nonetheless, you know, and uh it's a lot, it's a lot of a lot of work to be done outside of that. Hmm. What's up? All right, man. I want to say thanks for coming through politics with me. Yeah, my pleasure, man. I I love to be on here another time, man. Uh, chop it up with you. Appreciate linking yeah. with you, man. And, and we got to connect on social media somehow, man. With you know, follow each other or something so we can stay in touch. Yeah, I think I already I hit you up. I followed you already, but yeah, man. We're gonna have to uh, whenever you come out with something else, hit me up for sure. Cause like I said, I like like the music, man. I oh, that was I gonna say too, man. I know you you were saying like this kind of like new style for you. Yeah, the boom bap style is kind yeah, of. Yeah, I think yeah. you're doing it. I think I think this is gonna be it for you, man. It sounds good. So I appreciate that sincerely. I think you'll, you'll get your. It'll come to you, man. You keep doing it like that because you spitting. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Right on. You got. You want to tell me your social media and everything? Yeah, uh, skypp is how you spell skip. Um, skypp three one seven is my Twitter and Instagram, and my Facebook fan page is skypp. Or you can just visit my site, official skypp.com, officialskip.com. Why do you call you Skip? 
I just came up with it. It's just a random name, and I wanted to spell it different, you know, rather than just spelling the SKIP. But I ain't really no crazy story behind that. I just came up with it with my mama one day, and bow, we just let it be. <laughs> right. Any shout outs? Uh, shout out to the producers of King of Indiana, Shiny D and Jason Bain, Joey French, Zero the Composer. Shout out to the featuring artists. Shout out to Ron Fest for coming through and you know, selling the whole album. Uh, shout out to the supporters, of course, and shout out to you for having me, man. All right, y'all. We all check me out, popolitikin.com. Get y'all some merch. Shit. All right, we'll be back in like, I'll be back in a little bit. Check me out.